Good morning. We want to welcome you to our service today. If you have your Bible, if you'll take it and turn with us to the book of Ephesians, we are going to be continuing our study through the book of Ephesians this through the summer. We'll be looking today at a sermon dealing with the mystery pillar and how that connects with our faith and what God is trying to do in each one of our hearts and lives. I hope this message will bless your heart and we'll see great things happen. I want to speak to you about the mystery as we're going through our study in the book of Ephesians. We are dealing with the the, the column, the pillar of our faith. And we've been talking about how if we don't establish these columns and pillars of our faith, that we too will one day be a once was. We will be a once was as a person, and then because of a person becoming a once was, then you will be a once was as a church. And when you're as a once was as a church, you'll be as a once was as a country, I picked up on this a long time ago, and if you've heard it, just humor me for a moment, but many people are new here today, and if you're watching at home, I know you've probably never heard it, but the theory is said that if you end up with a messed up man, you'll end up with a messed up home, and if you end up with a messed up man and a messed up home, you'll end up with a messed up church, and if you have a messed up man and a messed up home and a messed up church, you'll end up with a messed up town, and a messed up man and a messed up home and a messed messed up church and a messed up town will give you a messed up state and a messed up man and a messed up home and a messed up church and a messed up town and a messed up state will bring about a messed up country. And today we live in a situation where we scratch our head every day and say, how do we get here? And we get there by taking ease. We get there by not understanding, not enjoying, not plugging in, not engaging in the full mystery of what God has for us. The mystery column, the mystery pier. For I love what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians in chapter 3 and verse 1. It says this very clearly. It lays it out specifically and it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of the Gentiles. Now, I want you to underline that in your Bible because it's important. Not on behalf of the Jews, but on behalf of the Gentiles, on behalf of the aliens, on behalf of the people who didn't deserve the covenant, on behalf of those people is what he's speaking about. He says this very clearly, you have heard, haven't you, about the administration of time of God's grace. That's that dispensation of time that we once talked about and That dispensation that he was speaking of. He says this, the mystery, the mystery. Circle that in your Bible. Because I'm not making this point up today. The mystery, the mystery of what God is speaking was made known to me by revelation. As I have briefly written above by reading this, you are able to understand my insight above the mystery. The mystery, circle that word again, the mystery. And he goes on, the mystery of who? The mystery of the Messiah. This is not made known, this was not made known to the people in other generations. Get that there very clearly. It was not made known to the previous people, but it's now revealed. You're with me? It was restricted, but now it's revealed to the holy apostles the prophets by the Spirit, the Gentiles are co-heirs. Circle that right there, co-heirs. 
members in the same body, underline this phrase, circle, circle all of verse 6. This right here messes up some people's minds. We're members of the same body, partners of the same promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I was made a servant of this gospel by the gifts of God, that grace that was given unto me by the working of his power. The grace was given unto me that least of all saints to proclaim to the Gentiles, underline this, the incalculable, the unable to count them up riches of the Messiah, to shed the light for all of the dispensations of the mystery, circle it there again, hidden for all ages in God, who created all things. Now, skip down a little bit further to verse 13. So then you ask this. You ask not to be discouraged. So then I ask you not to be discouraged in my afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father, from whom every faithful and Every family in heaven and on earth, underline this verse, boy, it messes up some minds, in earth is named. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in the inner man and the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you may be rooted, firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend, now circle verse 16, comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do above, above, and beyond all that we can ask or think, according to his power, that works in us. Now, underline those couple of verses right there because they're very important. All right. That's a lot to read this morning, but I want you to pick up what God's putting down to you today. Amen? This is good stuff. This isn't the theory of man. This isn't theology of man. It's the Word of God. Understanding the mystery. What is a mystery? Well, you know, we think about this, that a mystery is anything that's kept secret. It's something that's not yet been revealed. But when I looked up the definition of mystery, look what found its way in our English dictionary under the definition of mystery. A mystery is any truth that is unknowable except by divine revelation. Any truth that is unknowable except by divine revelation. Now, this is very important. This is very important what Paul's talking about. It's an incident or anything that is in connection with the life of Christ of special significance. The unknowable knowledge and riches of what God is speaking to us. The mystery. There's three things about this mystery that I want you to understand. Number one, it was revealed. I mean, number one, it was restricted. It was a restricted mystery. When you look at this mystery, we understand something very clearly that Not everybody knew about it. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that it was for the Jewish people. They are Orthodox Jews. They're they're one group. They had the circumcision. But you remember what Paul said last week? Neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails. And so it was this group of people. You had to have the proper bloodline. 
It was a select group and it was restricted to just them. As I travel this world and I go to different countries, I find something very uniquely different in other countries. Matter of fact, that picture of a, uh, what's different is that in most countries, the majority of the people all look the same. You go to Peru, just about everybody looks the same. You go to Haiti, everybody looks the same. You go to other countries, the majority of countries, the demographic of people is the same. It's a restricted demographic. It's not like our country. Our country is very diverse. Matter of fact, our country even is, is a little bit different in itself. When we, we just think we understand diversity here in the South, but I mean, when you go to a big city, when you go to, to a, another, like New York, when you go to Chicago, when you go to Memphis, when you go to some of these big cities, you will realize that it, people look so different. Because they come from different countries and, and they have married people from different countries. And therefore, it's not black, it's not white, it's bronze. It's, it's a different color. It's a unique color. It's a unique thing because it's, it's a, a blending together. Now, blending together drives a lot of people crazy. And for a long time and even still today, matter of fact, people are trying to say, here's what the Bible says, there should never be any blending together. Well, you're right. The Bible does say that. It says you should never blend an unbeliever with a believer. That's all it says. Now, it's been driving people crazy ever since. Because right here, Paul writes this. Look with me, if you will. Here's what he says. It was restricted. Here's what he says. The grace of God, he says, has been made known to me. Now, look with me, if you would, in verse 5. This was not known to people in other generations. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. It's a very interesting verse what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He's teaching us that in our past, he says, in times past, our forefathers, and our forefathers heard from God through prophets, through signs, through wonders. But in these last days has chosen to speak to us through his son, Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 4. Now through one verse, chapter 1 verses 1 through 4. Now here's what God is saying. And he is drawing near to us. He's coming close to us. And Paul says he spoke to, he speaks to us differently now. Matter of fact, when he writes this, I asked you to underline it a while ago. In verse 5, he says it wasn't like this. But now, but now is revealed to us. By the prophets, by the spirit, the Gentiles. Now, a Gentile was a certain group of people. But a Gentile in the Bible represents anybody who wasn't a Jew. You just lump them all together. He didn't take time to say Gentiles, Greeks, uh, Samaritans, and go through the whole pedigree. No, I mean, I mean, you remember the Old Testament. Come on, guys. Amorites, Gigabites. Oh, wait, no, that's today. You know, it, it, it was a, it was a whole thing in the Old Testament. All those ites, we just couldn't comprehend them. So in the New Testament, he says everybody who's outside of the Jewish covenant's a Gentile. But Paul now says, guess what? Those who are red can be a co-heir. Those who are black can be a co-heir. Those who are white can be a co-heir. Those who are pink 
can be a co-heir. Those who are mean can be a co-heir. Those who are green can be a co-heir. The meanest one you've ever seen can be a co-heir to Jesus Christ by the finished work of Calvary. Now, the, the, the mystery of the gospel, the Godhead, was restricted to the Jewish people. Now, kings have killed people by the masses to keep their gene pool pure. To keep everybody looking like them. It's been massacres that have been happening. It's happening today. The Muslims will kill a fellow Muslim who leaves their Muslim faith, receives Christianity. Because they don't want that Christianity to pass down to the next generation. So we're just going to kill somebody who even has the same last name, even shares my DNA. I'll kill them so that we don't mess up our religion. Now, nations, kingdoms have tried to restrict their people. Religion has tried to restrict their people. Matter of fact, the thing about Jesus was, you remember a couple of weeks ago it says that he tore down the middle wall of separation. A thing about Jesus is that he came in and he conquered the thing that was conquering man. He took those, the Bible says in Galatians, for those who were enemies, those who were aliens, those who were once far off, have been brought near by Jesus Christ, by the blood of the Lamb of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Kings have tried to keep it together. Religion has tried to keep it together. Churches have tried to keep it together. Preachers have tried to keep it together. Deacons have tried to keep it together. We don't want our congregations diverse. We don't want this. We don't want that. We want everybody to look like us, walk like us, talk like us, act like us, sing like us, pray like us, dress like us. And religion has tried to restrict the grace of God. If you come and you do what we do, then you can have the grace of God. If you come and you sing like we sing, and you can have the grace of God. If you come and you pay your tithe, then you can have the grace of God. You're picking up what I'm putting down. It's restricted. A thing that made our country great was there was a group of people who left their home shore several hundred years ago and said, We don't want to live under the restriction anymore. They got shut up in a home group Bible study and they began to realize the word of God began to burn hot in their heart and they began to say, wait a minute, what my priest is telling me, what my preacher is telling me, don't line up with what God's word is telling me. And so they left everything they had, put it themselves in a little wooden sailing vessel and set across to a country that they didn't know to start out and do what no man had ever done. It was a mystery. The American culture is a mystery still today. The mystery was that every man, every woman, would have the freedom to worship God in the way that God was speaking to them. It wasn't a freedom of religion. It wasn't a freedom from religion. It was a freedom to embrace Christianity. Now, here's the thing that you have to understand. It's like I said earlier, with every generation that passes, you're one more generation away from what God was doing. Today, I have many friends who are in many circles, who are in many different demographics. But it's amazing what God is saying to us. Here, right here, it says, the mystery was restricted. But Paul says, now the mystery has been revealed. Now, 
What Paul was preaching was not a popular message. He was looking at the people who thought they had a monopoly on the grace of God and said, you got to share it. And they're like, oh, no, those people don't deserve to share what I have. But Paul says, let me tell you something. Not only do they deserve a part of it, but they are co-heirs. That means they are entitled to it as much as you are. So this mystery that was restricted, it now was released. But just because something's been released, don't mean you understand it. Amen. I mean, the president released this new health care plan, and today I don't even think he understands it. Because he keeps changing it. I mean, everything happened. Oh, i got to make an executive order to change it. I didn't understand that was in there. Matter of fact, our government said, the only way we can understand it is to pass it. If we pass it, then we can understand it. Here's what God is saying. You don't have to pass something to understand it. What you need to understand is that Jesus Christ passed over the sins of our forefathers, went to the cross for us, and he might redeem them, not with the blood of a bull or a lamb, but the blood of himself on the cross of Calvary. The restriction. Even though something's been revealed, it's still restricted. Matter of fact, here's something that is interesting. A lot of times I'm discouraged. Because I don't understand, I'm, I'm speaking to somebody in the area that their knowledge is based in. Maybe it's the complications of finance. Now, I understand simple finance, but I don't understand complicated finance. And there's things that I may not understand, and I feel like, man, I don't understand that. But then there's times I'm speaking to somebody who may understand some deep mysteries of things that I don't understand... And yet I, I'm like, no, the flat washer goes first and then the lock. Now that may not mean much to you, but it's like that just seems so simple. You see, if something, knowledge has been revealed, but it doesn't, it's been released, but it doesn't mean it's been attained. To attain it, you have to have revelation of what it really is. So this knowledge that we have in the past was restricted to one group of people. The Jews said you can only serve God if you're a Jew. Some kings have said you can only live in this country if you're born in this country. So it was restricted. Now, stay with me because I want to make an important part. As these dots begin to line back up, it was revealed, but it was not un it was released, but it was not re revealed. So Paul says, now it's my job to reveal to you that you need to get up and do something about this. You are a co-heir of Jesus Christ. Now understand something. That when Jesus revealed this, he didn't say it can be any way you want to. One of the things that made our country great was that we are a nation of immigrants. Amen. I mean, everybody got here because somebody had a dream. But the, what made us successful for the last 230-something years is not what we're doing today. For you see, as a nation, there was a pathway. There was a pathway that if you wanted to be part of this great nation, then you followed the pathway that had been laid out. Now, the pathway didn't care what your color of your skin was. It didn't care what language you spoke. It didn't care what country you come from. There was a pathway of citizenship, now stay with me, that you had to travel down. Although today, everything is in disarray. Now, I'm not being political. I'm being factual. 
Matter of fact, I was reading an article how there's towns along our border that are going broke because of the flood of immigrants that are coming with no pathway. See, there has to be a pathway. If there is a pathway, then there is success. Now, stay with me because this is relevant to what I'm saying. Jesus Christ said that I have opened up the floodgates. And it doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what banner you wave or what flag you fly. You can be part of the kingdom of God, a co-heir with Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But there is a pathway. And that pathway led down the Via Della Rosa and went down to Pilate's hall, Pilate's scourging post. He was beaten. He was ridiculed. He was stricken. He was smitten. He was lacerated for our sins. It was placed upon his back. It left out of Pilate's hall, went down that Roman road all the way up to Calvary's mountain, a blood-sprinkled path of Calvary's cross down that Via Della Rosa and led to a place called Golgotha which is now known as Calvary where the Lamb of God laid down his life and died for us and just under that Mount called Calvary was a little hole in the earth. There was a tomb that he occupied for three days. But on that great getting up morning, he allowed a pathway of citizenship, a pathway of victory. The same way that what you and I enjoy as Americans is we enjoy it on the pathway of the blood of our forefathers. Had fought, had believed, had bled and died for a country that you and I enjoy. What you and I enjoy as the children of the king of God, we enjoy it walking on the pathway of the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. Amen? You don't enjoy it on your religion. You don't enjoy it on your denomination. You don't enjoy it on your pedigree. You enjoy it by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Now that pathway was restricted, but Jesus Christ came and removed the restriction that it might be revealed to those who were far off could come near by his precious blood. Now what is that pathway today? It's the pathway of lordship. Now, here's the thing. Everybody loves to get excited about the cross, redemption. That Jesus loves me just This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Even when I'm wicked and sinful, Jesus Christ loves me. And we can all hug ourselves and say, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, but you can't get to Jesus any old way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. You can't come to the Father by me. Now today, the same way that as a nation, we have just opened our borders, and said, anybody come who wants to with no pathway, if you just get here, somebody will take care of you. Now, all of us that has any walking around sense, we may not qualify for Congress, but we know that's not going to work out too well. Amen? And it's just not going to work. And now, here's the thing. Stay with me. It's the same thing with the kingdom of God. You can't just open the gate and say, you can be part of the family of God and live like hell, live like any way you want to, and do whatever you want to, and you just... Just pick and choose what you want out of the Word of God. Now, you may go to church. You may be a member of a church and be part of that, but you can't be part of the kingdom of God. Now, man approves who joins their church. Jesus approves who joins his kingdom. Can I say that again? Man approves who joins the local church. God approves who joins his kingdom. Now, the thing that I want you to understand is there's only one way to join his kingdom. It's to be in the way. In the way. 
You remember, in our Going Deeper series at the beginning, we talked about this. Those who were in the way were being killed, were being afflicted because they were in the way. Oh, yes, they were in the way. And what that meant was where Jesus' disciples said, how do we get there? And he looked at them and said, you know the way, son. I am the way. Now, that translated all the way through the book of Acts. But now, for those guys, they were literally in the way. They were walking in the way. But for the Jewish people, they were in the way. Amen. They were in the way. Because there they were, when they were walking in the way, they were saying, Jesus loves me, this I know, because his blood tells me so. And they were in the way, and they were looking to the Gentile, and said, hey you, Mr. Gentile, you can be in the way. Hey you, Mr. Samaritan, you can be in the way. Come join the way. And they said things like this in the book of Acts. But man, those guys have come here to turn the world upside down for Jesus. And they are in the way. There's a wall that they're placing now because they are teaching grace. They are teaching mercy. They are teaching forgiveness. They are teaching freedom. And all we have is a bunch of bondage. Would you like to come put these handcuffs on? Join our church. Oh, yeah. For us as a nation, there's a way to being citizens. For us as children of God, there's a way for us to be citizens. Now, we live in a day and time where the way to be part of the body of Christ is so diluted. Can I just say what it really is? That may offend you at home. It's just so perverted. We have perverted the grace of God. Oh, preacher, you use the P word. Yes, we have perverted the grace of God and said that you can live any way you want to, do anything you want to, and be part of the kingdom of God. I don't care if you call yourself a believer or a Christian. What does God call you? Amen. If there is no birthmark, there has been no birth. If you have no birthmark, then you have no birthright. My goodness, let me get out of this thing because I could preach for a spell on this. The mystery of the Godhead had been restricted. But Jesus came to release it for every man, woman, boy, and child. And then his disciples came to reveal it. And that's our job. Our job is to take this book and put it in our heart. So that no matter where we are, we can reveal it. You don't have to pull it out and start fumbling for a scripture. You don't have to pull out your iPhone and say, let me Google that and see what it says. No, no, no. That means if you're sitting at a table... And you can reveal the way. That means if you're <clears throat> working on a lawnmower with your neighbor, you can reveal the way. As we've gone through this sermon today, if there's anything that if family of grace we can do to help you in your journey, I hope that you'll allow us that privilege. Right where you are, God is wanting to come and pour out the riches of his mercy and his love. And set you in the way of the pathway that God has in store for you. If you're looking for a place to plug in that's diverse, cross-cultural. And uh, man, God's doing great things in the hearts and lives of his people. And we want to invite you to come and worship with us one Sunday. And see what it is God's doing in the lives of his family at Family of Grace. Thank you for joining us today. We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor that made this program possible. 
Bayou Shirts. At Bayou Shirts, we offer quick, friendly, quality service for all your t-shirt needs. Check us out today at BayouShirts.com for information on all the services we can provide. At FCA, we're touching millions one heart at a time. Since 1954, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been putting the heart and soul in sports by challenging athletes and coaches to impact the world for Jesus Christ. As the largest sports ministry in the world, FCA now reaches over 2 million people annually on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels. Through this shared passion for athletics and faith, lives are changed one heart at a time. Learn more at fca.org. 